This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information? rather than real, practical advice. I'm Degree Waits, and this is The Real Sex Education. Every other week, I'll be joined by a guest. We'll impart our own sex wisdom, ask our own sex questions, and we'll go over all the things they don't teach you in school. But in order to do this, I need an expert. A sexpert, if you will. But the only sex and relationship therapist I know is my mum. Hello, mum. Hello, Diggs. In this episode, we speak to Dr. Joe Court about straight men who have sex with men. I see men all over the world. They contact me for consultations. They all say to me, it didn't feel like I was cheating because I was doing it with a guy. And the double standard between women and men when it comes to same-sex relations. When a man has one non-heterosexual thought, he's stigmatized. When a woman has one non-heterosexual thought, she's fetishized. Hello and welcome to The Real Sex Education. I'm Digby Waite and I'm joined as ever by accredited sex and relationship therapist Kate Campbell. Hello, Mum. Hello, Dick. On this podcast, we give a different aspect of sex and relationships, a good going over the guest. And today we're welcoming psychotherapist, lecturer and author Dr. Joe Court. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having hey. me. I always love talking about sex and anything we can talk about that educates people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Joe, for people that don't know, at home. Could you tell them all a bit more about yourself? Sure. I've been a therapist uh, in May. It'll be 37 years. I originally started out working with trauma, sexual uh, abuse, sexual issues. And then I also started a group practice. So I have about 17 providers that work for me. They all do different things. It's not just sex. We do relationships, that kind of thing. Mm. And then I, I think how you found me was on TikTok. And I think <laughs> as of today, I have like 500 and I don't know, 57,000 followers. I think it's, it's more than that. I think it's more than that that I checked. Uh, yeah, maybe. It, it's it's quite incredible. So, and I, maybe that's a good place to start because I guess, yeah, that's how I found you. So what inspired you to get onto TikTok and what are the sorts of things that you spoke about on there? So um, in, I was inspired by my social media team. They kept saying it was a good idea and I was like, oh my God, another social media thing. Mm. I mean, I love social media, but I just didn't know how TikTok worked, and I didn't want to dance. I'm probably one of the only gay men in the whole world who can't dance. I don't know how to dress myself with clothes. I can't design. I couldn't do any of that. But I could talk into the microphone, and I knew that um, one of the things I wanted to popularize was straight men who have sex with men, Mm -hmm. that they're not gay and they're not bisexual. I've written a whole book about it. I've done a lot of research on it, you know, clinical. So that was my very first TikTok video, and it went viral. It went to Mm -hmm. a million really fast. And so that started it. So that, I think a lot of people will be reading the title of this podcast and also they'll hear that phrase and they'll think, well, that's impossible. Straight men who have sex with men. That won't compute in their minds. I guess we we can talk a bit more into nitty-gritty in a second, but how did you first come across this as a phenomenon? So it was in my practice really where I would get these sexually abused guys. So I'm a therapist, right? So that's Mm. who we're coming in. 
and they were what we would call trauma reenacting. In other words, they were perpetrated by a male as a child, a male child by an adult man, and then as an adult, never having gotten any help or intervention, what happens with trauma is you reenact it, you return to the scene of the sexual crime when you are an unhealed adolescent and adult. So these men were coming in, and they were not gay, but they were engaging in gay sex, and therapists were identifying them as not straight because they were having gay sex. And what I have since learned being on social media, and this is infuriating to me, is that the younger generation believes that what you do in bed is who you are outside of the bedroom. And I fought forever in my generation and the generations before me to say, nope, what I do in bed doesn't define who I am. If I never do anything sexual for the rest of my life, Mm. I'm still a gay guy. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't become straight. Mm. Anyways, so, uh, and I would have to help these men understand that. I'm not coming from a place of I'm some gay whisperer, right? I can't Mm. tell you whether you're gay, straight, or bi, but I do think I'm really good at helping men figure it out for themselves. Mm. And so you had clients come and experience that sort of thing. But since then, am I right in thinking that it's not just abuse men? This can be this can be just straight men of any kind involving in this sort of thing. Yes, we and right. So now beyond get rid of the pathology, there's a lot of reasons they do it and a lot of good research now supporting the fact and what we call it is sexual fluidity that anybody you could be gay, lesbian, even bisexual and straight and have a fluidity where you're in. Uh, a situation or many situations where it's context specific, random, person specific, and you're able to have sex with a gender that you don't normally have sex with. What are some of the other reasons then that people might might get into this? Yeah, I did them in order in my book. Uh, The book is called Is My Husband Gay, Straight or Bi? Because the first two chapters is trauma because that's what I mostly see. But then, and people understand that, right? If they're having sex and there's no pleasure, then I can get that. But you're, if you're talking about men having pleasure having gay sex, well, then now we're talking about a not straight guy. Mm-hmm. But if it's prison or if it's, you know, it's just so stupid. I mean, I shouldn't say stupid. People are just naive. The second biggest reason is anal sex. A lot of straight men enjoy being penetrated and receiving anal sex because we have a prostate. And the prostate likes a massage for a lot of men. And so a lot of men don't tell their wives or female partners, or the female partner has a disgust response or doesn't want to do it. Mm. So they turn to men, and they're receiving anal sex. And all of these men, and I see men all over the world, they contact me for consultations. They all say to me, it didn't feel like I was cheating because I was doing it with a guy. Mm. Is that not in some ways the same with women when they have sex with other women? Sometimes that's not seen as cheating because it's the same sex. So it's just, you know, it's just two friends doing whatever they do together. Yes, I love that. Yes, agreed. And so these men that want to bottom, they might not say to their partners because they're afraid of what their partners will think, but they're not afraid to say it to other men that they want to try this because these other men want to try it too with them because they're having sex right. maybe with gay men or men that are into it as well. Right. And, it, and so then the other reason is that men are more available. Men are more transactional. I don't even have to know your name. Let's go into this bathroom. I've had men tell me they go in a hotel lot, like in the staircase, mm. do it, and then leave, and it's over. So mm. it's easy access. And then sometimes it's also an opportunity to have like just quick random sex or a power exchange sex where I can be dominant or some more submissive. A lot of straight men, we have good research on this too, enjoy providing oral sex to other men. But they're not looking up at the guy. The guy's not so important. It's the act that they're Mm. enjoying, the submissiveness, what women get to do that they can't do Mm. because they have to be these alpha males in bed. Yeah, and play Mm. that role. 
Yes. Um, I've had clients that have had muscle fetishes, and they like to go to female bodybuilding shows, and it totally turns them on. Hook up with them, date them, these women. But then they find it's the muscle that turns them on, so now they're into men because men have different muscles, bigger muscles, whatever. Mm. So now they hook up with men, but it's the muscle. There are men that are into cuckolding. Cuckolding is when a cuckold is a cheated on spouse, and this is gaining popularity and, uh, and understanding in the community. Mm. And the cuckold, the wife turns to him and says, you have a small penis, and you're not satisfying me. I'm going to go find a bigger penis and a guy who satisfies me. When she does, the cuckold's job is to get them both aroused with his tongue, with his hands, with his fingers, whatever. And then when they have sex with him, they humiliate him. They call him names. They might blackmail him. All playful, all erotic. Mm. And then in the end, they ejaculate and orgasm, and he's to clean them up. If the woman doesn't show up or she leaves in the middle of the act, the two men are left cold. There's nothing about that that is between the two men. The woman, the headspace, the power. There's also um, hot wifing, watching your wife have sex with other men. Mm. That's, not, that's homoerotic. But it isn't homosexual. It's not gay. Mm. Yeah, these are homoerotic or sometimes homosexual experiences, but it's not homosexuals that exclusively do them. No, it's not about their identity. It's about a behavior, an act. They're drawn to it, and then it's over. And um, just like a gay guy can have an erotic interest, I've had gay men who are not into women, but if uh, if they're, he's with a couple and the straight guy forces him to have sex with a woman or, or eat her out or something, he's happy to do it. But it's not because he's suddenly bisexual. It's the power exchange of having the straight guy force him into the situation mm. consensually. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Wow. A, a good distinction I think you said before, and that you could potentially go into more now, is is the difference between a sexual orientation and an erotic orientation. Have I got that right? What what what's the difference there? And is there something that 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 we can take away from that as well? We're trying to explain this to other people. Yeah, no, I love it. You really read my work. I appreciate it because I do. That's <laughs> one of my main things. Yeah. I love talking about this. That our sexual orientation is to whom we're attracted: male, female, both, neither, a blend of both, gender, mm. you know, fluidity. But then our erotic orientations are the things that get us off, the things that bring us to orgasm the main fantasies that we have. Mm -hmm. And so that's why there might be lesbians that have rape fantasies by straight men. I've had many of them come in and say, that's my go-to fantasy to get off. They're not attracted to men. They would never want this in real life. Mm -hmm. It never happened in real life. It's an erotic fantasy that doesn't match their sexual fantasy. So our erotic orientation can be inclusive of lots of things. I am cisgender male, but in my fantasy, I might think about being a trans female. But that doesn't mean I'm a trans female. That's an erotic fantasy. Mm. I think that's a great distinction to be made. And I think a lot of people will definitely understand this a lot more when they realize that part of it. I mean, one example that I always seem to bring up on this podcast, but it's true, is that I have loads of female friends who identify as straight, but almost all of them across the board say they watch lesbian porn. And that's what gets them off. And for me, it's a good example of the difference. Their sexual orientation is straight. They're women who are into men. And they're not into having sex with women. They don't fancy women in that way. Not to the point that they want to have sex with them. But their erotic orientation, or at least the, a facet of it, is this watching lesbian porn. And maybe even imagining themselves sleeping with other women. But they, but they don't want to, or at least they identify as straight. And, and do you think there's some sort of double standard here as well, though? Because I sometimes think that we're kind of, we've sort of touched on it before, that it's more acceptable for a woman to get with other women or in this case to watch lesbian porn because it's a phase or it's something girls do college or, 
Yeah, yeah, college, exactly. Why do you think men aren't afforded the same license? I think that it's the fetishization of women. It's mm. not taking them seriously. Lesbians are often not taken seriously. Bisexual women, women in general aren't taken seriously. So it's mm. like, oh, that's cute. Oh, oh, okay. But a man's sexuality is taken very seriously. Mm. And everything he does is under severe scrutiny. And, and he has no wiggle room. I once time a comic one said, it's like having cancer. You know, you get cancer and it's like with you and it's like this horrible thing. And that's how men are made to feel when they're not thinking heterosexually. Mm. So do people often come to see you and what does that journey look like then? How does it happen in the in the therapy room? Yeah. So I just, when, when clients come in, I do what we call a genogram in the field. So Kate, you mm. know about this. I yeah. do a family history, not mm. a large one, but just enough mom, dad, you know, who was important in your life, any kind of past abuse, trauma, negative influencing, whatever it is, positive influencing. I then help them understand because now that's another thing I do with erotic orientation is you can help somebody have compassion and, and understanding of what they get into sexually and erotically by understanding their childhood. Because our childhood shapes our erotic orientation. Our past does, not everything. So I'll do that with them. I'll try to help them see, well, you know, where things might come from. But then with these men in particular, I have four questions that I ask. And it helps them go inside and figure out, am I gay, straight, or bi? And the first question is, do they have any youthful noticing? In other words, in childhood, do they have memories of being attracted to other boys? So when I was young, I was very attracted. In Cub Scouts, we had a sh mandatory showers before we went in the pool. I was eight years old. But all these penises flopping around, different colors and sizes, totally mesmerized, didn't know what it was. Gym class, the showers after gym in the 70s, we were mandated to do it. I, I enjoyed every minute of it, while it was also frightening because I was worried about getting erections. Straight men don't have that. Straight men might have a sleepover where there was like a mutual masturbation or a circle jerk uh, because boys do that. Girls teach each other to French kiss boys by French kissing each other. They experiment that way. Mm. Boys do it too, but that's not gay. That's experimentation. When bo gay boys do it or bi boys do it, it's erotic too. It's mm. very like we can't wait for the next circle jerk invitation, you know? Mm. So the second question is homophobia. Gay and bisexual men have so much homophobia and biphobia, they never even make it to my office. I'm too gay for them. The straight guys who have sex with men, they're holding my books and they're saying, if I'm gay, help me be gay. So there's not that same level of homophobia that I see. The third thing I made up, because I ask people, when you're on a beach, who are you distracted by? Who are you attracted to? No offense to you, Kate, or any other woman listening to this, uh, but when I'm on a beach, women are in my way. I'm looking at the men, I'm looking at your husband, I'm looking at your adult sons, whatever. So the straight men are like, the men are in the way. They're not attracted to men. They're attracted to sex with men. That's different. And then the last question is, uh, who do you want to come home to? Who do you want to wake up next to? Mm. And straight men who have sex with men always say women. They don't see themselves in the community. Now, sometimes people will say to me, aren't you keeping closeted men in the closet? I don't know. Because I can't tell you if the guy across from me is lying to himself, lying to me. But I will say that if he's closeted, it will show itself later. It'll come out. Mm. If he's not, this will help the straight man settle into what he is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So when people hear about this, and you've given all these reasons, but people will still say, well, surely... They're just gay. You know, they want to seek out these acts with other men and have sex with other men. Surely that that makes them gay. What do you say to that? Well, it's not even just gay. I get a lot of people that think they're bi and Mm, they accuse me of being bi erasure, which is so stupid because all my work is so inclusive of bisexual. And so you'll see on my TikToks, you're talking about bisexuals. No, I'm talking about straight men who have sex with men. We totally understand that gay men can have sex with women and younger gay men, millennials, are having sex with women and identifying as gay. That we have lesbians that still have sex with men. We don't say, oh, no, you're not a lesbian anymore. It's uh, magic. You know, now you're straight or you're, you're bisexual. Straight women. Here's my tagline that I say. When a man has one non-heterosexual thought, he's stigmatized. When a woman has one non-heterosexual thought, she's fetishized. Both are problematic. Mm. Well, and two women end up turning on the man. So there's lots of permission. But two men don't always turn on women. It might disgust them. Now, now the truth is a lot of women are turned on by two men. But when it's her husband or her boyfriend, she's disgusted and afraid because now she thinks he's by now gay later and she's going to leave him. Mm. Like when I first started working with these couples, I thought, oh, they're probably going to be mostly worried about STDs, STIs, HIV. They're worried about that. That's not the main worry. The worry is... He's going to leave me. I'm not enough. Do you think with the sort of the the kind of rise in popularity of pegging that maybe that kind of idea is is receding a bit? Yes, 100%. In fact, there was a study done by Justin Laymiller. If you ever get to interview him, he'd Mm -hmm. be a good interview. He wrote a book called Tell Me What You Want. And it's based on a study that he did that was very robust, over 4,500 people. 60% of the women in his study said that they would want to and enjoy pegging. Mm. And that was shocking as a therapist because in my room, I only see the ones that are disgusted and scared and and don't want to. But then again, it's just clinical. I don't see the Mm. regular population. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting. Well, we've come across a few women who are, are, and men, who are are keen, haven't we, Diggs? Are they Um, older or younger? I would say skewing younger. Younger? Yeah. Mm. Definitely younger. There's more permission. But but the thing is as well that I I mean in it's certainly in this country there's a real misunderstanding I mean it's t- I mean I I think that Diggs is right in saying that lots of people are, are just kind of baffled by the idea that that men have sex with men and yet it's that therapy thing once you come across it then you keep on coming across it yes. and and you know going back a really long way I came across it quite early in my my sex therapy career and so have you know, taught that it happens, taught that it's normal, if you want to put it in that. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, the, and the more I go on, the more, the more people I see, and it's all completely normal to them. And so quite often, it incidentally comes out in a straight, where there's a straight couple where the guy says, oh, yeah, and by the way, and it's just no more than that. 
Yes. Yep. And here's what I always say, because the men will have had a therapist who's not trained like you and I. They will tell the guy you're not straight, you're gay, you're Mm -hmm. bi, read Joe Court's work. They read my work because the therapists know my work and the guy's still like, I'm not gay. So they go come and see me and they're Mm -hmm. like, and they're holding my books. Tell me if I'm gay. If I'm gay, help me be gay. You know, help me get there. And I'll say to Mm -hmm. them jokingly, but I'll say to them, listen to me, your anus doesn't have a sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know whether it's gay, straight or bi. It's an anus and it just knows it likes pleasure, period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and you, you'll seek that in whatever way you do. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you say that because it's one of the things that I, I read was about homosexuals' obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yeah. Um, is, is that a, a, a term that you coined? No, no, but it is out there, and it's not a formal diagnosis, right. but it is a real thing. All it is, and people get really messed up about it, they think it's internalized homophobia. It could be, but it's mostly OCD attached to being worried that somebody's homosexual. Mm. So they might have gotten turned down by gay porn or a gay experience or some person they looked at and they got an erection, whatever it is. And now it's their worry isn't that, oh my God, I don't want to be gay because it's bad. It's I don't want to be gay because I don't want to heterosexually marry and ruin a family. And so now they're, mm. they're it's very, very similar to people that have pedophilia OCD where they worry they're pedophiles and they're not. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. It's an intrusive thought. It's yes. just an intrusive thought. And the, the interesting thing is in, in the people that I've seen a lot and increasing at the moment, I mean, it seems to have shot up during lockdowns for some reason. Yes. People have just got really, mm. really worked up. But what's really interesting is that quite often there's a background of having somebody having made a remark. One time they can remember somebody made a remark, you're gay, or don't do that, it looks gay from their dad or something. That's it. And they suddenly, it comes back to them and then they just can't leave it alone and on and on and on it goes and it's really i don't think any different from any other form of ocd but it's helpful to be informed isn't it and and i guess sex therapists are going to see more of it you are and so are non-sex therapists and it's increasing to the point where they're changing it i've been reading online to calling it sexual orientation ocd because females are having it at younger ages now it's not just Mm. men you know and when they come and see me, I, I say to them, I am not an OCD therapist. I'm happy to talk about the sexuality part, but I'm not going to be able to help you with OCD. So you, you're going to be required to see an OCD therapist if you want to see me. Mm. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Do you catch a lot of flack online? And uh, is there a, yeah, I mean, because I imagine that some people, and I think a lot of, as you say, LGBTQ plus people would, would hear this and go, oh my, this is, this is potentially offensive. You know, they might, oh. find, they might find it offensive. They do find it <laughs> offensive, and they're the worst, way worse than straight people, although I have a lot of straight people. And here's what straight men always do. Straight people usually say, you know, nobody's going to touch my bum, and I'm not going in anyone else's bum, and I, 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 you know, there's no room on TikTok to get into this whole thing. I might make a video, but nobody watches it, mm. and say, this isn't just about bum sex. Mm-hmm. This isn't just about anal sex. There's lots of ways to men and to women. Mm. But no, and the LGBT community as inclusive as they say they are, bullshit. They're not inclusive. They're not even inclusive with one another. And so everybody can have a little, they can, all the letters can exist, but not straight. No, 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 no. The straight Mm. man has to be straight. He's the outcast of the mafia alphabet. Wow. Mm, Wow. Interesting. I mean, shots fired straight back at them Mm. there. But I mean, (laughs) it is that, that interesting thing where it does become maybe sometimes a bit of us and them, but... What is their big sticking point with with you then? What is the big thing that they're they're against this idea of straight men having sex with men? 
uh, so many things I've learned. And so I really don't mind hearing it, you know, even though if it's mm. hateful, because I've learned. They think it's by erasure, that these guys are really bisexual and I'm, I'm erasing. And bisexuals mm. do get erased, right? I mean, we're, mm. the world is still binary, gay, straight, gay, straight. And bi bisexuals are underrepresented. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, they think that the straight guy is taking advantages of us, mm. like, and they shouldn't have access to our community because they didn't go through the pain that we went through as LGBT. But now you're starting to get into po identity politics and social justice, which is all important. But when you're sexually in your orientation and your behaviors, your sexual desires are not politically correct. You don't say, well, God, I better be uh, politically social justice and what I get off on. You get off on what you get off on. Mm. These straight men are not taking advantage of anything. It's consensual when they're doing it with other men. Mm. Mm. Dr. Joe Court, thank you so much. Please tell people at home where they can find you, where they can read your books, and where they can get in contact with you if this is something th themselves that they think, yeah, I've heard something today that I want to go and speak to him about themselves. Tell us tell us all. Uh, so they can find me first on my own website, joecourt.com, J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. And then you can go to any social media platform, and it's Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T, you know, at Dr. Joe Court. Mm. If you Google me, I'm pretty much everywhere in different ways, and you can contact me through my website, or you'll find my email all over the place. Perfect. Right. Dr. Joe Court, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved this so much. Thank you so much. Thank you both, Diggs and Kate. Thank you. And thank you. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite, and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat-trick podcast. This podcast is based on the real-life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by, but otherwise unrelated to, the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson. 